Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy headness in search of balance. Until very recently, sobriety has had negative connotations. People automatically assume you must be a stiff, boring fun sponge. I never forget going to a party where my reluctance to imbibe prompted an obnoxious party guest to point an imaginary gun at his head. Granted, it was a 21st birthday and this was back in 2011, but still. Flash forward to 2019 and guess what the biggest trend in drinking is? The non-alcoholic variety. And leading the pack is Seedlip, the world's first non-alcoholic spirit designed to solve the problem of what to drink when you're not drinking. I had the absolute pleasure of welcoming Seedlip's founder, Ben Branson, today to chat about appealing to a new generation that doesn't drink, where we'll be partying in the future, and how to tap into the hedonism of health. Ben, welcome. We first met back in 2015 at a gym in Spitalfields who were looking at getting Seedlip on the menu, I believe. Have you had any more requests from fitness brands wanting to do partnerships? Uh, my word, 2015 feels like about 10 years ago, yeah. firstly. Yeah. Um, Given so yeah, the, that the winds, rate. Yeah, that winds scale. the clock back. Yeah. Um, we have we had any, Yeah, we've done a load of work with people like Lululemon. Um, now across the US, Australia and the UK. Amazing. Cycle freight. I think we've done bits and bobs with lots of different yeah fitness brands which has been fun that's cool so that's really showing that the world of fitness and kind of this healthier way of drinking is kind of crossing over together which is great for us because it's what we always kind of believed would happen in with the lifestyle but um but yeah remind remind me again how the business was set up because i think you said it happened by accident is that right it was like yeah it was um i guess lots of right time right place happy things falling into place um so my family are farmers so we've been farming for uh, I think nearly 320 years now so nature runs in my blood and I guess I don't really like London and happiest outside Um, and so I grow you know I grow loads of herbs and veg at home Um, I just got pretty into looking on the internet and kind of trying to find weird and wonderful old forgotten herbs and basically, you get on the internet and you start with a couple of Wikipedia links and suddenly you feel like you're at the end of the internet, you know, and looking at herbal remedies and medicine and botanists and all this kind of good, amazing, fascinating stuff. And came across a copy of this book someone had basically scanned in online. If you Google the art of distillation PDF, uh, you can find what I found um, and found that they were basically apothecaries were making medicine hundreds of years ago that was both alcoholic and non-alcoholic using herbs and spices and using distillation that we know today, you know, sort of how we uh, produce alcohol um, to make these kind of tinctures and remedies and just thought I'd have a go. Yeah. <laughs> and so the botanicals you find in Seedlip is pretty much the same as you'd find in like a gin, for instance. Is that right? But without No, we use deliberately didn't use um, juniper, which is the main ingredient uh, that legally has to be present to call it a gin. So wanted to kind of rather than be a, I guess, a less than version mm-hmm. <clears throat> and kind of letting gin do its thing. Um I was like, well, we don't have any rules in terms of what ingredients we can use. Um, so let's put together really interesting flavor profiles using 
really interesting ingredients. Stuff you found in your garden? Stuff from the garden. Some Two of the ingredients come from my farm for one of our products, Sealip Garden. Um, so yeah, it was an opportunity more to kind of go, ah, oh, right, what's out there that we that could pair really nicely ingredients-wise that doesn't have to conform to traditional spirit categories? Yeah. Um, that just tastes delicious and grown up and is not fruity and sweet like the dreaded horrible stuff you'd find in Redemption Bar. Revolution, sorry. Yes. Redemption's great. That's a non-alcoholic bar. Yes. Um, so tell me, so with, with Seedlip, you so you have all the botanicals, but then you were working in the drinks business. Is that right? I in was branding. working, so I sort of basically Seedlip's is literally a product of my upbringing. So right. I've got mum in farming, yeah. dad in design. Amazing. Um, and happy to work with them both now, mum on farming and ingredients and dad on bringing the brand to life. And I, I guess I didn't want to go and sit on a sit back on a tractor up on the farm and so went into the design world and was lucky to work on um, brands like Moet and Chandon and Absolute Vodka um, with some bleach, nappies, toothpaste and very unexciting yeah, projects. Yeah, makes all in. the money. <laughs> yeah, yes, learnt a lot. Um, so yeah, this was, see, it was, I guess was an opportunity A, to bring together everything that I loved yeah. and put it in a bottle. Yeah. B, to use some of my own experience of uh, design and brands um, in terms of putting something together that was relevant to people's lives. Yeah. Um, and just at the right time, because I think it was the tipping point, wasn't it, when people were thinking that drinking isn't really sexy anymore. It's actually teetotalism is the is the new trend. Yeah, sober is the new black, as yeah. people are saying. Um, yeah, timing. I mean, <clears throat> we're three years old now, and I would put like 99.9% of our the little success that we've had so far down to the timing being absolutely right. You know, people are... They care about their health. Yeah. Uh, they know they should care about their health, which is probably different um, spin over the last 10 years. We care about where our food comes from. We care what's in our food. We care who's behind these products that we consume or buy. Um, <clears throat> and the world now is so kind of connected that everything can move very, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, we heard from like 100 countries in the first three months. Wow. That's insane. Which was, um, yeah, which was mad. Yeah. So yeah, timing. The timing's been everything. And it's a very premium offering. I mean, I think you sell it. Is it twenty-seven pounds a mm -hmm. bottle? So yep. And your design is that by a company that you you'd worked with before? So that's um, me and my dad working on the design and using his company. Um, so yeah, we li we literally do have a sort of direct relationship with my farm and with my. My dad it's and very his holistic design, brand. yeah, which That's is cool. nice, um, and, and so, keeps it connected. So, from 2015, which I suppose is around the time you launched, yep. till now, you say you're you're in LA now, you're in America. What, like, how? Yeah, that it's been it's just it's been pretty overwhelming. I guess we're from me in my kitchen um, to now. There's 55 of us, um, and we've got an office here in the UK and an office in LA. Um, a team in Australia uh, and yeah it's just gone way faster than I could have ever imagined yeah. um, and you know we're we're blessed to kind of have the support of amazing cocktail bars and amazing restaurants and chefs as well as you know the Waitroses and Marks and Spencers of this world um, 
we can't we kind of need need their support um and they recognize they want to give people good options yeah and it's not just about cutting out alcohol is it i mean you say to have a seat lip alongside other drinks at the dinner party so yeah it's 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 trying to trying to kind of change this you know societal kind of attitude we've had for so many years that um you have to drink to have fun yeah yeah and if you're not drinking there's something wrong you know um it's like i don't really care whether you're drinking alcohol or not i care if you come to my house for example that you have a great time yeah um and if you can't have gluten or you're driving there should be options for you yeah that don't make you feel like an idiot and like a child yeah because binge drinking binge drinking is huge I mean I, I certainly grew up in generation binge I mean like yep. going to Newcastle University yes I mean it's horrendous I remember being able to buy three trebles for a fiver before even going out that yeah. was just like the pre-drinking yes. thing um, and I think you know obviously Satyasi's moved on now but like I said at the beginning before you were here in the introduction like I remember going to a 21st birthday party and saying I wasn't drinking because I was driving and this guy literally put a gun to his head like an imaginary gun and I was just it's horrible I mean it was a 21st and it was back in 2011 yeah yeah but that's the kind of like reaction it provokes in people like oh you're not fun yeah you can't have a good time yeah and or like, people thinking that they they can't go out mm-hmm. you know it's like oh I'm, I'm not drinking alcohol therefore I can't have a social life outside of my home yeah. you know and it's um so it was kind of winding back to 2013 me sat in a restaurant and somebody offering me a disgusting pink fruity sweet mocktail and me just feeling like an idiot and thinking oh the dots could join here I could do something about this Mm. Um, yeah slowly but surely some of these um, A the options are getting better Um, people are sort of chilling out a bit on whether it's all about drinking or whether it's whether you're not drinking it's sort of a who cares approach is really it's just a habit really isn't it I mean I haven't been drinking for the last six months and yeah like I went to a festival the other day and had ginger ale which I quite like I mean there was no seat lip on the menu but I mean it was there was no pressure like my friends still got on it and had a good time but I was with them the whole way still you know went to bed around the same time like it didn't change anything I think people are I mean alcohol consumption globally is in decline um, but people are drinking better options and at the same time as people are looking to, I guess, cut back a bit on how much alcohol they drink. Um, this boom in cocktails and craft spirits and craft beer and um, there's some really great quality products being put out there now, which is amazing, you know, whether it's alcohol or not alcohol, there should just be great quality products. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's not just Walker's crisps in the crisp bar anymore. Exactly. Or skips. Yeah. yeah Actually, quite point. a fan of skips. I know. God, yeah. I haven't had them for years. They're and nice. uh, two, uh, what were the Raiders called? Raiders? Oh, yeah. The little shapes. The little the space little, shapes. The little yeah. space shapes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Get into wham bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I read in, in the week it was like one in five uni students don't even drink anymore, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, they've that, even got hall. I can't remember which university it is that have got you know, halls that are non-drinking halls. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's so part of the culture of uni, isn't it? It's like this initiation. Yes. But we've had so many sad stories in the news about yes. people trying to keep up and then it obviously having disastrous effects. I think that story I had recently was Newcastle, which is very sad. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's the kind of, 
when, when I tell people where I went, they're like, oh, you had a good time then. It's like, yeah, yeah I had a, it's a great degree, but yeah, that's what yeah. came out of it. But um, yeah, it's it's sad, but I think it is changing. And I mean, we obviously operate in the fitness world a lot mm. and people do want to look after health. But obviously we talk about hedonism a yeah. lot too, health and hedonism. And whenever I say that word, people, they give me mixed reactions. Some people get it, like you when I first told you about it. But then some people are like, oh, it's just, it brings ideas of excess debauchery and you know, disgracing yourself and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. overindulging, I guess. Yes. But then, you know, strip it back. It just, what, it means delight, pleasure. Yep. And as, you know, someone who doesn't drink, which you don't, I mean, I think we discussed last time just being in the countryside for you is a hedonistic percent That's a, I mean, right now, you know, I've I've probably done over 200 days traveling this year. Yeah. Um, and so the greatest luxury in the world to me um, is being in a field with my dogs. Mm. Like that, that's a real luxury. And to, you know, indulge in three hours of kind of fresh air woods and fields mm. um yeah that's where i guess i get my kicks yeah you know, each to their own exactly each to their own and i'm the same i mean i've made the decision to kind of move out of london i kind of spent two two three days here and then the rest in devon oh nice which it's just done wonders for my well-being i yeah. get that i'm in a fortunate position where i can be that flexible but yeah, it's allowed me to have a dog. It's allowed me to like run by the sea, and it totally has just changed my outlook. It's funny because there's all obviously this um, this huge force at work across the world of people migrating towards cities um, and huge urbanization and cities growing exponentially. Um, I kind of hope that there's a bigger or a, a nice big force that counteracts it that people kind of move back out to the I hope so too back out to the countryside yeah because there's so much space yeah. and actually I mean my business partner's away at the moment in Hong Kong and we're on Slack and it's like nothing's changed it's amazing Good the power Slack. of technology yeah gotta Slack love Slack Slack is the best decision we ever made for it, the business oh, I know us too it's like WhatsApp for business yeah. it's incredible all yeah. the different threads yeah. Love it. No more email. Nice, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. No, I think this digital nomad kind of world will, will hopefully come to the fore and people will be able to like live in places like Bali or whatever and still log in and yep. do the same quality work yes. as they'd be doing in an office. Offices on the beach. Yeah, why not? Yeah, treehouse offices. Yeah. All up for that. I mean, you guys work from the farm sometimes, don't you? Is that true? Yeah, so we... Um, our company is based, Seedlip's based um, on a farm just outside Beaconsfield, so in the Chilterns. Um, and then my family farm's up in Lincolnshire. Uh, we just actually got planning permission agreed on Friday, just gone, because um, we're building a laboratory and an experimental plant nursery up on the farm um, to open next year, which uh, not to the public. Um, which would be super exciting and you know we're a kind of self-described nature company and a bunch of green-fingered loving people so uh yeah to kind of be able to have a manifestation of that up on my farm um is really exciting that's cool and so do you do you encourage people to come and do like two to three days there a week or we will be able to i think i think the opportunity you know even getting you know we've got about 30 people in the uk yeah uh average age of 30 um, and most of them live in London so getting them out of London um, you know and at least into the Chilterns in some countryside outside of uh, London has done wonders for productivity yeah Um, are you measuring that at all is there a way of I think only I mean only uh, anecdotally in terms of just 
seeing what's happened to the business yeah. uh, since April, since we moved out there and just kind of speaking to the team and just hearing what's going on. Um, but we closed the business for a week in August as well um, and made everyone go on holiday. And the only remit really was going to spend some time in nature, yeah. um, which is awesome. We had people, you know, going back home to family farms, going to the seaside. We had the guys in the US going, you know, hiking amongst great forests or going up mountains. Yeah. Um, it was good. I mean, we make drinks and that's what we sell. But yeah. I think There's what unites us yeah, yeah. Is, is our love of nature. Yeah. And so in, over in LA, like, how are they finding it? Are they are they? Well, you've got, it? I, was, I was speaking to one of our team last night and she said, you know, within three hours drive of our office, which is in Culver City, um, you can do, you know, mountains, deserts, sea, forests and national park. And Dream. they have just got, you know, there's an incredible climate there, an incredible diversity of produce, you know, and some and a great understanding, I guess, of the natural world. Um, and it's L.A., so there's a big focus on health. There's a big focus on smashing avocados and all the rest of it. Um, and they definitely can take it to extremes over there. Um, I don't think they really get what hedonism is. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just like a double helping of avocado. Maybe. That could be with you a bit know? of chili. If you're really pushing it. Or two green juices Endorphin in a cake. day. <laughs> two yoga classes. Yeah. It's um, crazy. But yeah, they're uh it's it's it is like another world when, you know, it is literally at least seventy seventy degrees every day mm. and you don't have the same fluctuations like we do weather wise here in the UK. Um but their farmers markets over there are are incredible. And so when it comes to uh, garnish for drinks and ideas for uh, good seed lip cocktails. There's just so much abundance there. I mean, they've got citrus, you know, varieties that I've just mm. never seen before. And you've got a book, haven't you, where you can tap into all these amazing recipes and make them at home? Yeah, we just we launched a recipe book uh, about four weeks ago. Okay. Um, good Christmas stocking filler. Good Christmas <laughs> stocking filler, fourteen ninety nine. Um, which we did with Penguin. So, uh, yeah, Dream Dream Publisher, personally, I collect 1940s Penguin books, so massive fan of them. And they were great. We kind of wrote it, shot it, finished it all in three months, 100 recipes. Um, and did you pick the ones that had been most successful in those bars around the world? Yeah, there, there's a whole mix. So if you want to learn how to make the perfect sea lip and tonic, there's, there's some great simple recipes in there. If you want to understand what pectin X is and rotor evaporators and more crazy ingredients and techniques, there's something in there for the more experienced bartender as well. Um, just to, you know, this category is only just getting started. So I guess we wanted to not try and appeal to everybody, but at least show people that with great care, effort and consideration, non-alcoholic cocktails can be super complex delicious and as grown up as an alcoholic cocktail yeah i think i had a no groany amazing petersham nurseries it was amazing and it because of the bitterness it does trick your mind into thinking this is a proper hardcore like aperitif like i almost felt woozy from it which obviously can't happen but it yeah it it was brilliant yeah there is a there is a huge psychological factor in what we're used to from an alcohol perspective of even the setting of a bar yeah. or a bartender. The way it's served. The way it's served, the yeah. glassware, 
the ice, the garnish, who you're with, what time of day it is. They're huge kind of um, psychological factors that we're, we're usually not aware of. Um, and so you put people in, a, in that same atmosphere and give them something that in the hand feels like they're drinking a great proper drink and then doesn't let them down on taste. Mm. Um, we've had lots of funny occasions of people feeling, you know, the volume goes up, Yeah. people start to relax, um, the same behaviours are exhibited, yeah. but yet they can... Because uh, it's a social lubricant booze, that's really what it's all about. It is, it's about yeah. letting your hair down and yeah. relaxing and socialising and uh, having a good time. Yeah. And traditionally, uh, the non-alcoholic drinks on offer didn't allow you to have a good time yeah. for lots of different reasons but you know no garnish no ice yeah. coloured drink all these you know fruity sweets mm. um, not feeling good about what you're drinking yeah. like vegetarian food you know 10 years ago exactly and look at it now god but I think the way it's served is so key like I've been to a few weddings recently where I haven't been drinking and mm. just like they'll pour champagne just like so beautifully and you know make it such a moment and then the water comes around and it's like plonked on the table yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just so depressing it's yeah. like just pour fizzy water in exactly the same way yes there's no reason why not yeah right? and the ritual there's so much theater around making drinks or making food yeah um and you can do all of that that same ritual and theater uh you know with a bottle of seedlip from a back bar as you can with a vodka or a whiskey or whatever it is you can shake you can stir you can use all the same gear and the kit um, in the same way that with vegetarian food, you can use all the same techniques. Uh, it just doesn't contain meat, yeah. you know? Um, That's crazy. Have you heard about that impossible burger? I tried it actually when, I tried it when I was last in San Francisco um, and I got a tummy ache from really? it. Yeah. It's the one that bleeds, doesn't it? Yeah, like, and it does, you know, it does look and bleed like meat. Yeah. What is it made of? Taste. It's made of actually lots of not very nice things. Is it heme or something? I swear it's heme. I, there's lots like of ingredients. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by what was in it. Mm. I remember feeling that. And I remember thinking, oh, this doesn't maybe live up to all the hype. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of like, well, if people, if people want... Uh, if they want to eat me, eat me. Exactly, yeah. If you don't want to eat me. just know where it comes from and actually get involved in the process. Yes. Yeah. If you don't want to eat me, don't eat me. Exactly, yeah. Well, I was thinking about this with booze as well because I read an article yesterday that said booze-free spirits which look and taste like the real thing are the worst thing to give a teetotal friend, which is interesting. Interesting. Because uh, I know a few alcoholics that have adopted this boo you know, teetotal trend quite avidly and it's yeah. like they'll always go for that non-alcoholic option or like you know the that's kind of the mock option I guess yes um, so like the 0, 0.0 beers yes. and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I guess is it like a Nicorette patch where you're just enabling the habit without actually consuming the alcohol I don't know I mean maybe for a hardcore addict it, it is it's too I, reminiscent I'm, I mean I guess we get uh, we occasionally get people who will email in going, uh, you know, I've had alcohol problems in the past. Um, what would you recommend I do? And it's uh, we give the, the same answer, which is that uh, babies can drink seed lip, you know. Um, anyone can drink seed lip. Your kind of recovery and your thing and your triggers and your background, yeah. that's your responsibility. Yeah. Um, 
this will not get you drunk yeah. um, but if you feel unsure about it don't do it yeah. um, each to their own really. exactly yeah no, I, I thought it was an interesting point because I guess I mean it, it could make you feel a bit different like I certainly I've I felt psychologically different after yes. taking these these things and it is just the association 100% a lot of it. 100% and like you said who you're with and all that stuff um, have you, are you doing any more things with Daybreaker We've just finished um, our partnership with them in the US, um, which was amazing. I mean, I think we did something like 40 events with them across about 15 states and everything from, you know, morning raves in Madame Two Swords in LA, you know, crazy. Um, putting sea lip cocktails in the hands of sort of a wax worker Will Smith and God knows what to boat parties to I think we've um, which was amazing it's such a great partnership yeah um, so for people who don't know what it is it's, it's like a sober rave yeah so it's morning raves yeah um, with you know between usually between 250 and 500 people DJs dancers costumes um in incredible venues and drinking sea lip cocktails. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we actually did the first one here in London, sailing down the Thames at six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. 400 people. How were people when they first arrived? Were they a bit tired and grumpy? And then by the end they were just like... So alive. my it's my idea of absolute hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, way too social for me, way too many people. Um, and that time between about six and 9 a.m. in the morning is my sacred, I get to actually do some work time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I must confess, I've not been to a single one. I know the team have both worked them, but also attended them. Yeah. Um, and people are usually surprisingly sparky yeah. when they arrive because they're just- Because they're committed. They they've not got their work gear on. Yeah. So they're dressed up, they've got face paint on, um, and they're basically there to just dance and, and go nuts um, but from what I hear similar from a social experiment perspective people going off and kissing in corners and same behaviour of like I don't know parties when you're sort of like 16 yeah. um, or just happening before work wow that's um, crazy it is it's funny and all ages yeah. uh, majority of people drink yeah. but are not you know they want to go and do something in, fun in the morning yeah, that's a cool idea. I mean, we've we've been experimenting with it as well. We took over the Ministry of Sound recently, oh, the nice. actual club, not the gym. Yeah, and we got like seventy five spin bikes in there and just did back to back classes over the course of a week. So awesome. it was about fifteen hundred people in total, wow. and it was just amazing. Again, we served like zero point zero beer afterwards, yeah. but people were just high as kites. It was incredible. I think it yeah, really it's a really good worked. Way to start the day. Obviously. Well, that was at, yeah, that was at the, in the evening. So ah, it's kind of replacing okay. the club night. Oh, nice! And then people would go off and have dinner and do their own thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, I think we'll probably do more of them because yeah, yeah really I, well. I think the there was some research that Eventbrite did um, around uh, young people, you know, younger people. Don't want to use the millennial word, but sort of people mid twenties to late thirties. Um, you know, definitely favouring experiences mm. over just going out and drinking. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, and definitely willing to brag about how long it's been since they last drank. Yeah. Than how much, you know, they recently drank. Yeah. Um, 
Which and is it's the, just incredible yeah. the glamorization shift. Yeah, it's of, huge. You know, it's we're now suddenly defined, I think, by what we don't do yeah. more than what we do do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not having a diesel car, not buying plastic bags, yeah. not, you know, buying coffee cups, plastic water bottles, not eating meat, not drinking alcohol, you know, all these things that are supposedly could be seen as deprive yeah. deprivation aspects. Like holier than thou. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually are starting to define what it means to I guess live hopefully a more wholesome life. Yeah, and tap into what what's already in there. That's so key for us. It's like we've already got these amazing chemicals in our bodies. Yeah. Like why bother messing it up with yeah. these extra stimulants that yeah. just interfere with the process? Yes. But it's just learning how to like draw them out naturally. Yes. And so you know, giving them a seed lip in a way that feels like a drink can yeah. provoke the same response. Yeah, yeah. Putting in a party environment without the yeah. booze. Yeah, same people thing. still want to go out. They still yeah. want to have a good time. They still want to socialize. Uh, they still want to experience stuff. I mean, who'd have thought there'd be an, you know, a club you could go to that was about axe throwing? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You Alternative know? nights out in London. Yeah. It's, it's mental. And the pubs are still closing at, you know, 24 a week. Yeah. I mean, and clubs. Are, are clubs there like any... There's half the number of clubs now than there were 10 years ago. Yeah, that's right. And um, obviously Ministry have done events yes. like that with us. And then um, Fabric, which obviously came under scrutiny recently. Yeah. They did a big like meditation takeover. Yes, yes. So I think we'll see more of those. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, nightclubs becoming yoga halls yeah. is the new property opportunity. Massively. Yeah. Even festivals, I mean, that's kind of how I got into this whole world because I'd go to like secret garden party and you know have crazy times, mm. but then when I'd be in the gym, I'd be like, I'm getting the same rush as I'd feel at a festival field because yeah. it's just the endorphins and all the stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that world is, is changing as well. Like you go to Wilderness now or Soul Circus, even like Glastonbury mm. and the big ones, and you can do like fitness and not drink. And that's yeah. okay. That's yes. cool. Even yes. the rock stars on stage are probably teetotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, suddenly there's just, there is, there's more, it's like the only thing to do is not drink. Yeah. Or that's not the sorry. Sorry, not the only thing. Not to do. the only thing yeah. to do. Um, you can go and actually get involved in what have whatever time you want. Yeah. You know, you want to go nuts, go nuts, fine. But if you don't, uh, you There's don't have option. to. Yeah, and you're not going to get judged for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's like, what are we in? We're coming to the end of 2018. I think it's. Um, I just think it's absolutely fascinating time, and you know we've seen. A multitude of products and companies launch, you know, non-alcoholic options in the last six months. That must make you feel quite smug that you were ahead of the game. Uh, a little I think, bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of a... Because every piece I read about the best non-alcoholic spirits or whatever, it's always like seed lip number one. Because you guys were ahead of the game, weren't you, really? Well, I, I... Yeah, I guess we were... We're... Yeah, we're three... But we're only three years old. Yeah, we so seem so young. We're, I still feel like we are literally... You know, literally, literally, literally just scratching the surface, you know. And next week, yeah, next week, someone who you, you know, Claire Warner, um, you know, we're announcing uh, the new brand that we're launching uh, that Claire's, Claire's running. Um, because, yeah, it just feels like there is so much potential in this category. There are so many amazing options that are needed in this space and so having other products launch you know into the same space as us I think is great 
you know just validates what you're doing it, it validates the opportunity sadly there are you know there's a whole spectrum of quality that's being launched um, there's some great stuff but then there's some people who are potentially doing it for the wrong reasons and mm, just literally hop- yeah hopping on yeah. the bandwagon yeah um, we had any like legal issues with any of that stuff uh, no we haven't actually um, we had someone try and register weed lip which was quite an interesting <laughs> really? one it's um, a lot more like cannabis infused yeah CBD I think yeah. there, was a, there, there was a CBD <laughs> a take on it that's well. um, yeah huge yeah. that's uh, so a chancer who kind of thought they'd try, and, they'd try and trademark weed lip I think they'd seen it in an article some journalist had written written it and they thought oh well, I'll just get in or register that um but no, not uh, touch wood. No, not so far. That's great. Like, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever go to the kind of the LA extreme and be be so health conscious. I think the Brits are naturally hedonistic. You I know, really we like, hope we don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think we will. Yeah, that's in our DNA of, yeah. of being English. Yeah. Uh, we just make better choices exactly. and have better options, whether whether you're drinking alcohol or not. Um, just get a great drink and whether you're eating meat or not or gluten or not or what like just great food yeah. and great drink and really really simple yeah um and then, you and then the conversation isn't about whether what what's the matter yeah um are you pregnant obviously I don't, people don't ask me that but no um, <laughs> but that's a big part of your messaging isn't it if you're the designated driver yes. if you're the pregnant lady you yeah. know, you've got that option then yeah i mean we i i'm this is not about kind of the extremes of I'm a full-blown alcohol drinker yeah. or I'm a full teetotaler. Yeah, like I'm an alcoholic and I can't drink. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of uh, that middle ground of like, look, yeah. if you're the driver, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're teetotal or you drink loads of alcohol, mm. you're driving. Exactly. So you can't you or you shouldn't really drink. Yeah. Same if you're pregnant, yeah. you shouldn't really drink. Yeah. Monday lunchtime. Maybe not have yeah, a drink, yeah. you know. Work <laughs> lunch, maybe not. Yeah. You know, the days of those long boozy lunches are starting to change. Yeah. And what about your personal relationship with booze? Have you just never been much of a drinker? No, I haven't. Um, I'm a real lightweight. Yeah. And I love the world of it. I don't like feeling hungover. I actually don't like feeling drunk. Um, and there's so much I want to do in life that I'm kind of just like, well, I couldn't. I couldn't get up at five o'clock every morning. I couldn't do all the travel that I do. Um, I'd be no good to Seedlip. Um, and now, and I guess I just sort of, I don't really think about it now. I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really a massively sociable person. So I don't miss the, oh, let's go for a drink down the pub. Um, I'd much prefer to go, let's go, take the dogs for a walk in the field yeah much nicer. much nicer my my downfall is like red wine in the winter that's usually like just the smell of it or like you know yeah. wine tasting so like yeah. but it, again it's now that I haven't been drinking for a while I just realise it's you know it's a little bit of a habit you know it's easy to just have a little glass every night just to and also when you when you're a writer you kind of think that it loosens things up yeah, and it makes yeah, you yeah. write better I'd have yeah, all yeah. sorts of excuses I'm like no I'm, Bridget just, I'm Jones just better kind of style yeah just, just flows better yeah. but it's just a lie that you make to yourself yeah, I I kind of um, we're we're creatures of habit, I guess, really. Mm. And so, uh, having coffee at the beginning of the day, having a glass of wine at the end of the day, are just they're so in our social fabric. Yeah. Um, 
and you know when the government start putting guidelines out about you know have two alcohol free days a, a week and um monday and you know even maybe sunday sunday and monday seem to be two obvious days where you don't really need to drink alcohol you know yeah you got to question that sometimes <laughs> yeah but, but then you don't really want a glass of orange juice at 6 p.m no. on sunday night yeah yeah um, it's the sugar from, as well. Yeah. Sugar is a big problem. I don't think anyone goes, oh, I've just got home from work. Right, let's start dinner. What I really fancy now is a lime and soda. Yeah, just doesn't happen. No. No. I think, yeah, so with, with the sugar issue, I know Claire was a big advocate of mm. cutting that. Yeah. So she came from the world of like LVMH, was it? Yes. Yeah, so she she kind of drilling that philosophy into your approach as well in terms of like who you mix seed lip with, like you obviously work with specific partners to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we there's there's no sugar or sweetener in seed lip, so yeah. we don't start with sugar. There's, we recommend seed lip to be served with tonic, so there's obviously sugar in tonic, and definitely sugar is not the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, like alcohol is not the devil. Um, I liken it to sort of hammers and guns, just like wrong hands and too much yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know? that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sugar's incredibly important. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like uh, it adds, it's great at carrying flavor. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't have to be in the quantities that it's in in a lot of soft drinks yeah. and the fructose element for uh, for juices and smoothies. Um, so it's 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 really important. It's just understanding, or we certainly take very seriously using it for a specific reason and using it for its function, mm-hmm. um, rather than we wanting sweetness. Mm-hmm. And that just means that you you look at it in a very different way, um, much like you'd season food with salt, and pepper. Salt yeah. is brilliant. Mm, too, much too much salt is not, not good. good. Yeah, it's like with anything. Like too much water is bad yes, for you. Too many yes. endorphins are bad for yes. you. Yes. Balance. Yes. <laughs> the dose makes the poison. I love yeah, that expression. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great yeah. saying. Um, so, yeah, it, we're, we're, definitely, um, we're definitely not averse to sugar. Mm. It's, it's incredibly important. Um, but it's just kind of educating people on, like, it doesn't, you don't have to have so much sugar in a drink. Um, and do you actually want sweetness? If you want sweetness, mm-hmm. go for it. Have lots of sugar. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you treat sugar like uh, for functional reasons that it will add body, it will add texture, it will carry flavour, yeah. um, it will bind ingredients, then suddenly you're looking at it in a whole new new way, much like a chef might look at fat or salt. Yeah. Just carries ingredients. Yeah. Well, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, you on you. today. Thank you Thank for coming you. in. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing. Hold up. 